I know back in 98, the Jazz were put on the shelf for 10 straight days. And people have said that's the reason they came out rusty against the, the Bulls. But they did win the first game in that series in 98. Well, listen, rest is going to trumpet every time yeah. this year. I mean, people can make the rust argument, and maybe that actually is a real thing. But let me give you an example. Mike Conley is not playing like his hammy, knocking on wood, is bothering him at all. I can't believe he just brought that up. So the fact that he— I not believe he just brought that up. <laughs> no, the fact—my point is the fact that he got to rest so much between the end of the regular season and the beginning of the playoffs probably has uh, helped him with his uh, his condition with something that he's dealing with. If he re-hurts that hammy tonight, Jake, it's you're your fault. You're the one jinxing no, him just by saying no, that. I was making you're a point. You're the one that brought it up. Stop it. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty, Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott coming at you live from the warehouse. 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's The Warehouse. Austin Horton producing today back at our Carrier Zone Studios at Vivint Arena. What's going on, Gordon? I'm doing just fine, Jake. I am doing fine. How are you? Grumpy. <laughs> What happened? What do you mean, what happened? We just played it coming yeah, in, and I've been know, doing nothing but suffering through tweets. And and it's your fault, and I'm grumpy about it. That's it. Why, how is it my grumpy. fault? I'm, I'm just you grumpy bring, about it. You bring up uh, Mike Conley and his sore hamstring, and I said, all I said was, don't, you shouldn't be bringing that up. You shouldn't be talking about that, and then voila. So the fact that I or didn't, Viola, I didn't do the same thing to you when you were just moments before that talking about Donovan Mitchell's ankle, then shame on me. We can't talk about these things anymore without you just pouncing right on it and be like, oh, you just jinxed them, and then I have to suffer through all this, well, which I, by on. the way, don't think is all that funny to joke about. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have brought it up. Look, did, did, Donovan ankle, did Donovan's ankle get hurt last night? Oh, look who just jinxed Donovan Mitchell. No. Don't bring up the injury. Can't talk about it. You brought it just up. I was him. All right, if that happens, if Donovan gets hurt between now and the rest of the end of his career, blame Gordon. Look, you brought it up, and then it happened that night. I, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, the evidence is right there in front of you. I, I know it makes you a little grumpy, but... And I'm not blaming you 100%, but maybe 50%. Do you sit right here with me, pal? I'm not, I'm <laughs> How, not doing this alone. People, I saw you, the you heard the, the, uh, er, er, You heard the audio right there. You heard what happened. I was making a point about rest, and Gordon pounces with all this jinx stuff, and now i got to put up with this crap. And the, <laughs> the, 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 the Food Network show before us. i got to put up with those two, too. <laughs> the Food Network? I put up with uh, Guy Fieri and the Iron <laughs> Chef. 
playing that and, and fueling the fire. Oh, <laughs> uh, I didn't hear what they said, uh, but uh, I, in fact, I'd like to hear it. Austin, can you replay no, that? No, we're not doing that. No, no. We're not doing that because I'm not going to make a funny bit out of something so serious. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to participate. You guys can have your fun. Wait I'm not going to do it. Wait a minute. You said you don't want to participate because you're the one that brought it up, and you're the one that's getting the wrath it's of the jazz fans. It's the last time I make a point about something incredibly relevant to a playoff series. <laughs> Jake, it's a, that's it. Jake, that's the last time. You Why would I? You look. You stirred the fades. I did not. You and, stirred and that's the another fates. thing. I don't even believe Mike Conley is not playing like his hammy. Knocking on wood is bothering him at all. I which can't believe he, he just brought that up. Which he wasn't. And you pounce like that. I'd shame any time from here on out. And you know I've got a memory like an elephant. <laughs> if you mention anybody injured in any form, I'm pouncing. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm coming. I, I, I'm see, coming. Typically, I don't bring up injuries of jazz players, you know, an hour before the playoff game. Well, congratulations. You've earned yourself uh, something in perpetuity. You know, one thing I didn't like is that some of the people were getting me mixed up with you. No, they, you. They were, dra- they you were, dra- they were dragging me into your And then you said if he gets hurt tonight. That's what you said. I never mentioned anything about getting hurt that but night. That you, was you. You were the one you that brought it up. You are right here oh, with I me. Would, no, I was just pointing out. Okay, we're no, not no, going to uh, do this uh, all show. Uh, we're not. We're not going to do it. All I'm, I'm saying is in the, in the eighth inning, you don't talk about the no hit. Uh, and, and you brought every, it up. Every time. It, it, you mentioned somebody having a hangnail. <laughs> I'm going right at you. Okay. All right. I'll you take, can't. You look, can no longer talk about no, injuries no, ever, no, ever if, again no, no, in look, your entire look, career. You if can't. I, if it's I, over. If I bring up an injury, it's over. And then that you athlete can't. gets injured that night. Then go ahead and blame me. You. Didn't. But I can bring up injuries. I can talk about injuries. You can't. If they don't get hurt. Hey, you didn't. You, when, you when brought you it up and that, then got hurt. You when you said that, you didn't know that was going to happen. Knocking when you on pounced wood. on me like that, you didn't know that was going to happen. I you put a, that into the no, atmosphere no, and oh. so do, or the whatever. Don't blame me, and I don't want to joke Jake. about this anyway because I don't think it's funny. <laughs> you don't think it's I didn't funny think it, because it was, you're on the end of the barbs. No, because an extremely important. Uh, uh, member of the Utah Jazz is dealing with an injury. What is funny about that? Well, we used to talk about Carlos Boozer's injury. It wasn't funny then. Well, we're, it was still a, yeah, it, Oh, look, I didn't bring it up. You brought it up. And if you're going to bring it up, then you have to be responsible for what comes next. It's happened to me before. I, I am not I respo- remember, responsible. I, 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 what I, do I, you mean by responsible? <laughs> Stop that right now. Hey, okay, Stop look, it. Let's Stop put it. it. Let's put it I'm up done. on a vote of our No, listeners. we're not going to do that either. I'm not participating. <laughs> this is not funny or appropriate. <laughs> well, you don't have to participate, but I will. If you if you think it was Jake's fault, you know, and, you know, text us or tweet at us, I guess. I'd like to know. I'd like to know how what the level of the uh of the blame is. And and leave me out of it cuz I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> okay. All right. We got that out of our. I I just wanted to hear what uh, what the, what the Iron Chef have to say about. You it. know what? I just I just like simultaneously got test text messages from Hanson Scotty <laughs> asking both basically asking who is Guy Fieri. <laughs> 
Guy Fieri and the Iron Chef. Oh, man. Oh, that's great. You know how I. Fieri and the Iron Chef. You know how I know that they were playing that clip and having a good time because I listened to the show. So that should tell you all. We love Hanson, Scotty, and I tease. I'm not trying to hurt any feelings, even though I'm the one being attacked about something completely inappropriate to attack about. And it was you (laughs) who did it. So I I do not. The fact that you bring something up and then you blame others, Jake, this is this. uh, This goes straight to character. We played the clip, Gordon. You can't you can't assault my character because you, we played the clip. You brought like it up. All I know. did was say, now that you've brought all right, it up, can we Can we talk about the game? Yeah, Is that it. all right? I mean, it's it's 2-12. We could, we could do this for the rest of the you show. Or we could talk about, you know, the playoff series that just ended because of a jazz Well, I'd win. say, yeah, but this is a pretty big uh, situation. <laughs> I've seen a lot of looks from you, Jake, through the years. I don't think I've ever seen that one. That one was, was spitting fire. Can we get into the split story? All Is right. that all right? Okay. Okay. All, all right. right. I just I just want to make sure. Have we gotten an update on Mike's condition? He was going, undergoing an MRI this morning, I believe. Did we did we find out whether we have not seen anything whether yet. he's done or whether he's going to be able to come back or or what the level of. It's not funny. Jinx. You're, you're jinxing him now. It's going to, you know what? Just because of you, it's going to come not, back as completely it's torn. Not, Congratulations. It's not funny. Uh, it's not Jinx, funny. you can't talk about injuries anymore. It's over. I'm talking about I'm what sorry. you did. I'm uh, sorry. You can't. You did You it. just jinxed Mike's MRI. Congratulations. No, no, no. If you Congratulations. Were, no, no, wow. If you, Hate <laughs> mail at Gordon Monson on Twitter you, or gmonson at sltrib.com. Let him have it. All I'm doing is wishing Mike well. You were the one that brought up the curse. Wish him right? well from what? From the curse that you put on him. <laughs> it, it, let's let's go to the split story, please. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Donovan to the front court. Rise and fire walks into a three. It rattles around and in. Donovan Mitchell has 20 points in the first half. Donovan with his Don one shoes on and his black socks with a yellow back. Works into a right-hand dribble off a double stagger. Retreats out guarded by Brooks. Off balance, still keeping the dribble alive. Three on the shot clock. Pulls up for an off balance. Jay and hit. Oh, my goodness, Donovan Mitchell. How do you do? How do you do? Ingles has it. Eight seconds left. Across the half court with seven. Leaves behind for Royce. Gives to Donovan with four. Donovan waits. Now attacks Valanchunas. Fires an off-balance three. He hit it. He hit it. He hit it. Donovan Mitchell is something else. Oh, Donovan. Oh, Donovan. And say it with me. Oh, Donovan. 26 points in the first half. 51. Utah Jazz are absolutely outstanding. Wow. 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 <laughs> Jazz, eliminate, wow Jazz eliminate the Grizzlies. Um, 126 to 110. Uh, Gordon, uh, Donovan Mitchell was brilliant. I mean, this is this is 
the stat line of stat lines, 30 points, 11 of 16 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3, 3 of 3 from the line, 10 assists, and 6 rebounds. He also had a steal, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, a masterful game. And I want to start the conversation here, uh, and we'll see where it goes. The uh, Sometimes uh, comparisons are, are just that, and, and for some reason the Jazz have been compared this year to maybe some of those up-and-coming Warriors teams. And those teams were great teams, so a lot of people will, will throw out the comparison. But here's where I think a, a comparison is valid. What those Warriors teams could do, and I, I've i heard you have a similar opinion on this, Gordon, I believe, but is, is have these barrages that just basically end the game. And then what happens from there really doesn't matter. It might come in the first quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever. They were capable all of a sudden where, and they did this to the Jazz in at Vivint Arena a couple of times where, You'd look up, and the Jazz would have a lead at the end of the first quarter, and then you'd look down and, you know, maybe uh, start uh, hammering a couple of sentences on the old column, and then you'd look up again and, oh, how'd they get down 15? You know, and all, it was just this barrage of, of shot making, and all of a sudden, it, you know, you were in a huge hole. Uh, that is what I saw last night in the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, just a barrage. And and let me let me bring up this stat to get to you because I think it, it tells it tells basically the whole story. But if you are a team that can do that and that can play that way, you're going to be tough to beat. Now, if that does that run doesn't come in the game, you know maybe that's <laughs> you're going to have a long night. But if you're capable of doing that, it's it's a weapon. But get this, Gordon, Utah scored on 16. Of their first 19 possessions to start the game, by that time the score was 40 to 18. 40 to 18. So after the first 19 possessions of the game, Gordon, it was 40 to 18. Yep, and I agree with you. At that point, the only chance the Grizzlies had to get back in it was if they went on a run right after that. And the Jazz did get a little sloppy with the ball there for a minute, and they did cut into the lead just a tad bit. But then the Jazz just kept pouring it on. And I agree with you. That uh, that game was over. That game was over early. And, yeah, I got great respect for that kind of weaponry. I mean, what Donovan Mitchell did, and you brought it up, those those some of those shots he made were totally in rhythm, but those last two three-pointers he made before the half, I mean, the degree of difficulty on those shots, th- that's how you can tell when a player is really feeling it. it didn't, he didn't even really have to look at the basket. He was feeling it. And I, I've talked to enough pro basketball players through the years to have them try to explain what's going on there, and they can't. It helps if you're really good and talented the way Donovan is. But he, there was, he just couldn't miss. And it inspired the whole team, and everybody started making shots. Like you said, they scored on all on all but one of their or three of their possessions in the, out of the first nineteen. Sixteen and nineteen. I that's mean, that, right. that, who does that? Maybe the old Warriors. That's and that's where I think the, yeah. there's a valid comparison with the, what they're capable of doing. It, it's like it, I mean, this is sort of a a, a, a a sad and sorry and tired analogy but it's like two boxers in the ring when when one boxer's just beating the living daylights out of the other and the other guy's just wobbling man he's just trying to stay on his feet and that that's what i saw in that game last night and the the one of the reasons it's so impressive is because the jazz essentially said that's what they were going to do 
They were not going to mess around in this game. They were not going to have a situation like last year. They had their jaws set that that was not going to happen. And I'll be daggone if they didn't go out and take care of their business right away. And then they sustained it throughout the entire uh, game as the other fighter was wobbling around. Yeah, it was uh, rarely have I seen anything like that. And I've been watching pro basketball for, you know, uh, well, longer than I care to admit right now. And uh, 50 years. And I and I rarely have seen anything like that. Well, essentially after the halftime score was, what, 71 to 52? 70, wasn't it 72? 71, uh, no, 75. 75. Was 75 to, f- anyway, 75-52-51. The game was over. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, the, it really was. And you saw, saw what happened in the second half. And, you know, the, the jazz bench, you know, deep bench got a run in the fourth quarter and all that. But. You know, and it wasn't because Memphis gave up either. It was because the Jazz played like we saw them play so many times during the the middle of the regular season when they were playing at their best. And that is the encouraging thing to to take from the game is you you got a glimpse at what the the Jazz can be when they're clicking. Well, I've talked to a couple of people from around the country, and they keeps and I've heard I've heard more than once say if the Jazz play like that, if the Jazz play like that they may not be beatable in, in any series and i don't like know that? They, i don't know if they can play like that uh poor Lucy. like that uh but uh if they if they are capable of continuing on that line then not only will donovan mitchell be an absolute superstar but the jazz will be nba champions I don't know whether they can do it but if they can we'll, we're gonna find out well I guess. we'll define do it because it's impossible to play that way for an entire game that's just a fact i mean when was the last team that shot 80 percent for the entire game but they but, shot 51 percent for the game 52 percent something like that and that's certainly in their wheelhouse maybe not in that order where so much of it comes up front but the point is i mean you shoot like that at the beginning of the game how badly are you shooting for the rest of the game to come down to 50 it's inevitable you know, yeah. so so how many times can you crank it up like that, and how long can you to sustain it, and how do you figure out the matchups to be able to play? Because there there are certain matchups out there that are not going to you know listen. Dylan Brooks is a fine defender, but Donovan Mitchell had his number, and then they moved Dylan Brooks off Donovan Mitchell at the beginning of the game last night, and then look what happened. Yeah, you know, so there are so many different things can, that can affect it. But how often can they turn it up like that? How long can they sustain it? And what lineups make it most likely to do it? Because we've seen the starters, and we've seen that lineup where that includes Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles. Okay, so, so so see if you can answer this question, because we have seen the Jazz go on these over these streaks where they seemingly can't miss. And they, that's how they had an average margin of victory of, uh, you know, what, 9, 10 points through the entire season. But we also saw spells where they went cold, so it's kind of like once they get in that groove, it 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 sustains itself through the whole game. Right. I can't remember very many games when they shot the ball really well over one uh, over an early span and then went stone cold the rest of the way. I'm sure it happened, but not very often. And so, what's the secret to that? How do you? I mean, I well, know, if you, Quinn if you would figure break, it out, write a book. You're going to make a zillion dollars. Well, Quinn broke it down. He said the ball was moving. And it was, 
Uh, the spacing was good, and it was. You saw how effective Rudy Gobert was. I mean, oh, that that one is one of the best games of Rudy's career, and that's saying a lot because Rudy's had some really good games. And you know what's funny? You did it kind of quietly, where all of a sudden you just kind of think like or realize, wow, Rudy is really dominating this game. He had the first twenty fifteen and three games since. You want to take a stab at it? I don't know. In the playoffs for the Jazz, twenty fifteen and three. Since when? Carl Malone in 94. That's a long time. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. So what? I guess what I'm trying to capture here is what is it that the Jazz, can the Jazz do what they did to start that game every game? I think they could, they're capable of doing it at, at different times. I don't think it has to be at the beginning every time. Okay. Uh I, I think that, that different times they need to be capable of playing that way every game. But that, that's what we saw. That's how you rattle off 21 and 23 or whatever it was. I, I, I it's because you do it consistently every game. Yeah. So and I, I understand that there's technical aspects to it involved. I mean, the spacing has to be right. The ball has to move right. Guys have to make good decisions, driving kicks, whatever. You need to so, be playing so, against the Mavericks, yeah. Uh, but but then, the, then <laughs> the, the question is, why is it catching? Why, you know? We've seen the Jazz miss open looks before, but once certain play, once the ball started going in, it was going in for almost everybody. Well, and, I don't. And think that's it, an interesting study in human psychology. I'm not so sure it is like uh, psychological. Part of it probably is, but it has to do with you've got the defense scrambling, and the defense is on its heels, and you have to overcompensate for what Donovan Mitchell's doing, and it generates open shots. But, but we've the, seen the Jazz the, miss those open shots, and what I'm saying is they were making them last night. They were doing what was necessary to create the open looks, and then they were hitting them. And, and once, that's, once that got on a certain vibe in the universe, then everybody jumped aboard. And it, I, I find that aspect of it, both from a physical standpoint and the, the mental standpoint, really, really interesting. And I, I wish I knew the answer to the question I asked. And probably uh, Quinn wishes he, he knew the answer to that too. Well, I think from the physical standpoint – I think the offense is designed to – it's the whole point of the blender. Right. When you're reacting to one thing, you're scrambling, and then all of a sudden the, the defense is way behind, and you either have an open three or a dunk, preferably a three from the corner. And I thought we saw that spin out of control from Memphis because Donovan was so good that the defense just didn't have an answer, and then all of a sudden it's a step behind, and everybody's getting dunks and threes. And then at the other end, the Jazz were – not giving up uh, layups, not giving up three-point shots. They were just letting the Grizzlies shoot those mid-range ones. And, uh, and forgive my well. math, but I think that if you shoot a bunch of threes and make them and you get dunks, that your percentages are probably well, from you, winning. You know hard. what? In that, Just to bring this full circle and then we're going to jump out to toe. Uh, you, during that run I mentioned, Jazz score 16 first 19 possessions. They're up 40 to 18, right? Yeah. You know what Memphis was shooting uh, in that stretch? Was it 20-something? Above 50%. They were? Yeah. It seemed like they <laughs> It seemed like they weren't, but the Jazz were just doing they yeah. were just doing their thing. It spun out of control. Yeah, amazing. All right, uh let's we are live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low it'll blow your mind and I know there is some construction on 3rd West and Tof is jumping on with us now and, and Tof uh, that construction is a pain in your guys took us I know, but you'll make it well worth our listeners while if they come in. It'll be so worth it for the hundreds of dollars, uh if not thousands that you're going to save. 
100%. I've been hearing a lot of uh, comments and remarks about the construction, but honestly, with the layover from our Memorial Day sale, it's going to be worth it. I can tell you that, Jake. All right. Well, let's but, dive dive right into it. Tell where do you want to start today? Let's do it. I'm going to start off with a little unconventional start than our normal start. I actually want to jump us off today talking a little bit about the situation. We had an amazing weekend for Memorial Day. We had so many customers come and talk about the success of the Jazz, come and see our great deals. But almost all the deals that I mentioned were just flying off our floor. I mentioned that last week we had four sectionals. Three of them flew off our floor that just one weekend alone. Today, I want to start off by saying what's been one of our most popular items, though, since the start and now coming to the end of the pandemic season. And if we look at COVID and enjoying furniture, enjoying your home during this time, people, especially a little bit of our older market, are needing a comfortable yet affordable seating option for their front rooms, their entertainment centers. People are just getting back together, upgrading their living spaces. Today, our first spot I'm talking about are recliners. Our single recliners this weekend only starting at two ninety eight. That's a hundred bucks off what we normally sell it at. These are all name brand, factory warranty, with the lowest price in town. What do you think about that? Oh, uh, it sounds pretty good, Tough. That sounds pretty good. Getting move, moving stuff out. Moving stuff out two ninety eight. That's price so low it'll boom blow your mind. All right, thanks, Tough. We'll catch up with you a little later on in the show. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Uh, you heard him. Come in here. Take advantage of it. Best price in town, frankly, probably the best price on the planet. 1825 South, 300 West. It is the warehouse. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point belt. Jazz are moving on to the second round. They eliminated the Memphis Grizzlies last night at Vivint Arena, 126 to 110, winning their best of seven uh, series in five games. Here's Donovan Mitchell saying the work has just begun. Well, this game is over. You know, the series is over, and we didn't come this far to just win one series and kind of be like, oh, we didn't lose 3 1, like, you know, we're 4 1, like we did last year. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we come out here and it's just one series, you know, and we got to go out there and do it again uh, and again and again. So for us, it's understanding that, like I said, savor the moment, enjoy it, you know, because it's been three years. But also at the same time, uh, we have a job to do. Uh, so it's going out there, watching film, getting locked in uh, mentally, mentally and physically ready and getting rested and getting ready to go. All right, the Jazz will now face the winner uh, of the Mavericks and Clippers. The Clippers have a three games to two lead in the series, or uh, Mavericks, excuse me, three games to two lead in the series after beating the Clippers in Los Angeles last night, 105-100. Game six of that series is coming your way tomorrow night. This update brought to you by Mountain Land Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. What do you want? You're locked on to the big show presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Come by. Price is so low to blow your mind. Uncle Clayton is standing by, ready to go. <laughs> one of the best dudes ever, I man. He's one of the best. I don't make them like that very often, man. Come, come say hi to Uncle Clayton. Trust me, he'll he'll take great care of you. So, warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. Band of the day today: the Moody Blues, selected by Gordon, and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts for the latest tour news and artist insight. Go to LiveNation.com. How can you not like this music? I like Moody Blues. I saw them in concert with a full orchestra. Did you really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Wow, I'm kind of jealous. Uh, yeah, it was good. Huh. Yeah. All right. I really like the movie. Blues. Yeah, they're not bad. All right, Gordon, let's let's talk a little bit about what awaits the Jazz, shall we? Because they move on to the second round. The soonest that a second round series could start would be Sunday night. Uh, since Dallas won last night, one hundred five to one hundred, that would require Dallas winning Friday night in Texas. Which normally you'd say, "Oh, they're at home," but in this series, mm-hmm. <laughs> where a home team is yet to win, who knows? But uh, if that game goes to Clippers' way, then Game 7 in L.A. will be on Sunday. And the likely start day, Austin, correct me if you've seen something more official, but I believe the likely start day is Tuesday. That's right. So, well, this is a great advantage to the Jazz to be able to get some rest. You heard Quinn Snyder talk about fatigue. And uh, that, that's the intensity of a playoff series. I mean, even when you win the series 4-1, you're going to get beat up a little bit because every possession is so important and guys are given all they can. And so, yeah, this is this is a nice little respite for the Jazz. And uh, we, we still don't know what Mike Conley's status is, but we certainly hope the best for him. He said that he was frustrated, Jake, and I don't blame him. That's one of those kind of nagging injuries that you do everything you can, you work hard to get it right. And then here it comes, you know, so we'll see how it goes. For so I have no idea how how severe it is, obviously, no clue. But I thought the fact that he spoke to the media after the game last mm-hmm. night, I took that as a good sign. And he was out on the court. Yeah, if if it were real serious, I don't know if that would have happened. So take that for what it is. But we're still uh, awaiting news from Mike Connolly's MRI, which supposedly happened uh, this morning. But let me uh, let me ask you this, Gordon, with this, uh, this wild Mavericks Clippers series. Mm-hmm. If you are like me and want to see the the Jazz play the Mavericks, are you just going to go ahead and root for them on Friday, or is the rest so important that the <laughs> opponent doesn't matter? <laughs> you want to so Jazz fans should be rooting for the Clippers on Friday. I don't. I don't know. I mean, your natural inclination is to think that the Mavs would be the easier opponent for the Jazz. Well, let's examine that for a second. Is that a fact? Well, Luka Doncic is a rare, rare talent. I get that. But if you're going over the body of work this season, you would think the Clippers would be the better team. Well, here's my opinion. This, You know, I've said this before. I'd much rather see the Mavericks if I'm the Jazz because they don't play defense. And so I, I, the I, Jazz's I would... offense gets jammed up. That's what causes them problems at times. And so you're right. If if the opponent is not playing defense, then maybe that would give them an opportunity to outscore them. And so that's that's number one, and and that's the biggest factor because you know Luca can score sixty. You saw the Jazz in the first quarter. 
you know, if you're not going to stop the Jazz, they're going to they're going to score plenty to win. Mm-hmm. Not real worried about that. Well, in and, this in this series against Memphis, didn't they average like 128 points a game? Yeah, I, you know, if the Jazz are are playing, I don't think points are going to be a problem unless they get to the finals and are playing the Nets. And there's that historic offense, and we can have a different conversation mm-hmm. in the West. Give me give me the team that doesn't play any defense. So give me the Mavericks. On top of that, the Mavs have no center. Like, do you know Boban started last night against the Clips? And granted, the Boban is my favorite player in the NBA. I mean, Boban, Willie Colley-Stein, I mean, they're just, Rudy is going to eat those guys for, for lunch. And then if they put, I'd be intrigued if they put Chris Stapps as the big, mm-hmm. but we've seen that before too, and the Jazz just eat Chris Stapps up in a number of different ways. Maybe he bangs a couple of threes, but... Rudy has a field day on the pick and roll, and the Mavs can't get a rebound. So why is it every time you say the name Chris Stapps, I think of Rice Krispies? I, I, I snap, crackle, pop. I, I don't know. There's I just don't know. About, something about that name makes reminds me of Rice Krispies. I I never think of Rice Krispies to be honest. <laughs> anyway, you're right. I mean, really, it's a it's. I don't want to call the Mavs a one a one man show, but. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, and and I I should mention Dwight Powell when I'm talking about their bigs. I mean, he's he's you know he's there too, but <laughs> that's the best, that's the best you got. <laughs> he's there too. Oh, you know, man. he's he's there. He's 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 present. So I don't think they have any sort of any sort of answer for Rudy whatsoever. And not playing defense isn't going to go well for them. And but but then the Clippers are are apparently uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, where the one night they decide that they're going to play basketball, and the next night they're like, eh, you know, I'll 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 take a contested fadeaway three from the corner with four seconds to go for the tie-in shot, while the rest of my team stands around <laughs> and watches. Sure, that's a bit of a problem. Well, I'll do that. And and Kawhi's had a great series, but. You know, the Clippers just seem to not show up some nights, which is so weird. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess I'm a tail of the tape kind of guy. If I'm the Jazz, I want the Mavericks. Who would you rather hang out with for, you know, just a night, just uh, out, maybe hanging out with the guys? Uh, would you rather have Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde there? Well, didn't didn't Mr. Hyde kill a bunch of folk? Oh, did he? I don't know. I forgot I, that part. I, I Wasn't he a fairly violent personality? Wasn't he? Mm. Okay, well, that answers that. It's uh, a pretty weird question. Well, you brought up <laughs> Dr. Jekyll, Mr. You get my Hyde. point, though. You know, yeah, one night I mean, they're good, one night they're not. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, why do I still think the, the Clippers would be more dangerous? I, 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 I do, too, though. I'm with you. Because they have better players. <laughs> but that, well, I don't, you know, I mean, Kawhi Leonard took a lot of heat for that, that shot you were referencing there at the end of the game. Um and it was kind of weird that he just sort of accepted the pass and just kind of stood there and kind of pump faked or whatever that was and then let it fly. Too early. And then and then Rajon Rondo looks at him like, what did you just do? But but I don't – I what, do you want Paul George to take the shot? What? No, it's not who takes the shot. First of all, I mean, well, I guess we can get deep into this play. First of all, what what play did they run on the inbound? Did Ty Lu pull everybody to the side and said, "All right, guys, just do whatever." I don't know. He said, "I'm going to uh, stand over there and quiet. Right. You stand there in a the corner, and we'll hit you with the pass." So that tells me that somebody made a mistake. 
of some sort. Based on Rajon Rondo's look, I'm guessing it was Kawhi, but I don't know. Somebody made a mistake, and it turned into everybody stand there and watch Kawhi do nothing. <laughs> Can't you adapt a little bit? Like, there's four seconds to go. Maybe, as as Coach Chiesa likes to say, maybe the swing-swing pass, you know? Maybe move it around a little bit. You can get something a little better than that. I just can't imagine, like, all right, guys, there's nine seconds left. You can either get a quick two or you can set up an open three to tie the game. Those are those are the two options. And somehow I believe that Ty Lue picked, like, all right, we're going to take a contested three in the corner, rushed with four <laughs> seconds to go. That's like the worst of, of – of the worst case scenario, how does that happen? Well, maybe he thought that he would he would be more comfortable taking it whenever he felt compelled to do so. And if he waited for the last second, then maybe he would get nervous. I know it beats me. I know I know this guy's hands in my face right now, but I I'm, I'm going <laughs> to surprise him by shooting. He had a great <laughs> shooting percentage the whole series. Well, right. I mean, come on, though. You can do better than that. Trust your teammates maybe, a maybe, little. I, maybe Ty was worried that they might turn the ball over. Just give it to the main guy and let him do his thing. Always comes back to turnovers. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, it, I wasn't in the huddle. By the way, <laughs> we're up against it, so maybe we don't get that. What's it, what's it with you guys at the Trib? And uh, pulling the most negative out of a positive. Did you see your boy Gerke's tweets about Locke last night? Well, I'm not responsible for everybody. I mean, I, I is have, it a mentality I, over I, I, there? Well, listen, I have great respect for uh, Mr. Gerke. And if that's his opinion, that's his opinion. Let him express it. No, I know. And I, I, I read his work. I follow him on Twitter, obviously. I'm talking about his tweet. But he got after Locke. He said that was a because Locke was saying that series wasn't really close. And Robert, I should bring it up. I could read it directly, but he's he's like, no, that series was close because Memphis got it within a few points with four minutes to go in two separate games, and said, oh, this was extraordinarily close, and to think otherwise is ludicrous. But uh, my point is, is that how do you take such a positive like the Jazz winning a series in five to move on to the second round after a game where they really literally had a record-setting performance? And come out with the opinion that's well in game three with four minutes to go. Well, they got was, it within was, one. What? No. Why do we have to look at the one, the, was, like the one part of the series that was somewhat not good, and not even mention that they slammed the door on the Grizzlies and won by double digits? Oh, but that wasn't what his point was. The way I took it, his point was that the games were closer than apparently he thought. David was giving him credit. He said for. the series, not the games. He said the series. Well, I, I, you know, if that's a man's opinion, let him express it. It is. It is. But I'm just, uh, see, that's, I'm not getting after his opinion per se as much as, why do you, why do you always have to pull the negative? You it's know? not a negative. Why, why, why when that's... somebody hands you a hundred bucks, you got to go, well, the bill's a little crinkly. <laughs> it's not a But ne- I guess I'll put no, it no, in my it's, pocket. It's one point of dispute. It's, it's not being negative. It's saying, hey, because... Jake, it's like when you uh, bring up Mike Conley's hamstring or something. Don't you know, don't d- deflect, and certainly don't deflect well, to that. Don't you do I, it? No, you saying, can't deflect. Don't. Nope. Okay. Nope. But but I had to bring that up today, even though the Jazz rolled. No, you because, didn't. Because it was one particular point, and that's why I brought it up. So maybe that's what Robert was thinking. That's one particular point that he disagreed with. He wasn't saying that the Jazz weren't good or that it wasn't a moment for Jazz fans to celebrate. He was just disputing the assertion 
that it was it, it wasn't close. I guess roll. Then why did he go after Locke? Because Locke, because David's the one who said it. I'm assuming. Uh, here's the tweet, by the way, just okay. so you know. He says uh, Robert, by the way, is a a political columnist. What's his What's his title? Uh, just a columnist. Columnist, yeah. whatever. Uh, over there at the at the trip, uh, Robert says a gripe about Homer radio announcers was listening on the way home, and the guy says, quote, the series really wasn't close, unquote. B.S. <laughs> Utah was up four with four left in game three, up one with four left in game four. They toughed out those games because Utah is better, but this wasn't a cakewalk. Those games could easily could have gone the other way, and tonight Utah would have been playing for survival. Memphis played their butts off. Morant was great. Utah was the better team, but the competition gets better from here, so respect the opposition and quit being such a homer. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's that was uh, that was the part that he heard, and he picked out that one part as a point of contention. He- did and, you notice the all the could ups in there though? Does that ever jump out to you? You know, like this could have happened and that could have happened and that then this could have been the situation, but you know, it wasn't. Okay, but let's let's say it the way it is here. All right, uh, and, and I love David Locke and I've known him for he's a homer, right? Uh, but okay, but why do you need to? Why do you need to bring up that fact uh, when disagreeing with him on a point, and particularly a point that he's really right about? Uh, well, his Jake, that's a matter of opinion. Kinda, I mean, he, but he but, thought he thought that the Grizzlies apparently were getting short shrift, and he thought that they should get more credit. I'm assuming I've not talked with Robert about this. But even Locke would admit that he's a homer. Uh, sure, but not the point. The 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 point is is that David made a point about the series not being very close. And by the way, when David was making that point, he was talking about this stat that the Jazz led for 178 of the possible 192 minutes in the four games Donovan Mitchell played in the series. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a good point. But that doesn't tell the whole story of the series. I thought it was a competitive series. I thought it was competitive too, but it wasn't really that close. I mean, you you end a series in five, and it wasn't close. Uh, yeah, I know. But the what, Jake? What Robert was saying was that the games that if were this close. happened, and no, if he that was saying happened, that the know. games were were competitive. Okay. I assume I've not talked with him about it, right. but but uh, enough to get after Locke for. I guess that's what he felt. That's all what right, he thought. All right. Well, you know, coming out firing with the Homer talk. <laughs> well, like I said, coming I out firing. I'm not even sure that David Spitting would be. Heat. I'm not sure that David would be offended by being called a Homer. I mean, he he says we when he's David, talking about the Jazz. I mean, he, David actually he, retweeted Robert and said, "You can call me by name. It's okay." <laughs> Which I thought was pretty he, funny, actually. Did, did he call him? He didn't call him the broadcaster, did he? He called him the what the Homer of, what, something what or kind, other. What kind of stiff SL Trib columnist would ever say that about anybody on 1280 The Zone? Uh, right. All right. <laughs> Want to remind you about our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night? Are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. We'll have more next. Live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. New band of the day, Three Doors Down, uh, which uh, their uh, Seether The Better Life 20th Anniversary Tour is coming to USANA Amphitheater September 7th of this year. And uh, tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 o'clock. So go see Three Doors Down. Uh, we thought about uh, doing Three Doors Down on Friday, but uh, you know we're going to bump it up to Thursday because we want to give a little, uh, we want to give a little pub to the uh, the the on sale. Considering the big show starts at two and they go on sale at ten, so we want to get the word out. LiveNation.com, LiveNation.com. Again, that uh, that's Three Doors Down at USANA Amphitheater, September the seventh. Tickets go on sale coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m. I like Three Doors Down. It reminds me of my college days. Does it? Any bit. particular memory? Uh, no. Just, you know, usually we'd have uh, uh, some sort of uh, rock and roll going in the background as we played ping pong or foosball or whatever it was that we were doing at the time. I, I find that really interesting that music can take you back to a certain time in your life. Oh, yeah. You know? Big time. Even certain songs, you know, all that stuff. Music, music is is very powerful. Music is like the the. Uh, if I remember this right, and this is a movie that I'm about to reference that I saw once many many years ago, and I, but it seems to me, in the movie somewhere in time, Mr. Movie, have you ever seen that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Christopher remember, Reeve. Yeah, Christopher Reeves reaches into his pocket after he's traveled back in time, falls in love with this woman, reaches into his pocket, pulls out a leftover modern coin that suddenly zaps him back to where he was. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of like music. All right. It just you travel through time. You and hear Glenn Miller and you go right back <laughs> to your swinging 30s. <laughs> yeah, that does have an effect. You know, we just don't have swing bands like we did back uh, in my prime. All right, we've got Eric Walden coming up next, top of the 3 o'clock hour. Tim Lacombe at 4 and Justin Zanuck, general manager of the Utah Jazz, is going to be with us here on the big show at 5 o'clock. So set a little reminder to jump on and uh, catch the GM of the Jazz. But right now, let's jump out to the zone phone. Of course, he's our good friend, Christopher, from the warehouse. That's where we are right now, 1825 South, 300 West. Tof, what's going on? What's going on? Fun to jump on once again. Hey, yeah. Christopher, i got to tell you, I am sitting in a – what do you call this, Jake? Uh, well, it's like a, it's an easy chair, like it's a lazy boy. It's an easy yeah. chair, but it, it it rocks and it probably reclines too. It does. The thing this, is right there. This is, I mean, this furniture you have here is so freaking comfortable. I mean, it it, it it it's it's indescribably comfortable. That's the best job we have in town, right? <laughs> the most comfortable job in Salt Lake Valley. <laughs> it is right well, now. That's for sure. Uh, Jake and I are loving it. Yeah, man. not bad. We always love having the zone guys come in because they just get to experience how quality our furniture is. And we're the best prices, like you said, probably in the nation. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you guys can show folks uh, come in. You'll even show them online. The compare, uh, you can walk through exactly uh, uh, how low your prices really are comparable to the folks down the street. And that's something that we've actually stayed true to since the day we opened about 10 years ago. We'd price match. Everybody, I don't care where you go, we will be the cheapest in town. On that note, I want to I want to boom blow your mind. I want to do one 
good, amazing deal for this spot. How's that? All right, let's do it. So when we talk about we're doing summer sales, we think people coming over, we think family reunions, we think furnishing a vacation home. But what better way than to furnish some sleeping space for your kids? We've got a deal, and this is crazy. My dad would kick me in the mouth for saying this, so get ready. We've got a deal on metal frame bunk beds that we've had in our store sometimes for three thirty nine for four thirty nine, sometimes three ninety nine. This weekend, this weekend only, we're doing these twin size metal frame bunk beds for two nineteen. That's half off our normal price. Wow. Boom. That's half off the already lowest price in town. That's half off already the lowest price in town. Once again, their name brand, our competitor sells it more than our normal price, and we're doing it at half of what we normally sell it at. So something you can't pass up. Boom. Thanks, Tuff. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. 1825 South, 300 West. That's our good friend Christopher. Take advantage of it. They're knocking off the already lowest price in town. You can't beat it. 1825 South, 300 West. More big show coming up next. We'll talk with Eric Walden right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.